the same thing like yesterday as the national president was saying. He said, your appointed time might not have come. And if your appointed time has not come, wait for it. It shall surely manifest. For the others that their appointed time might have come and seeming dragging two things. One, because they're complaining and murmuring about the vision. Which, and you cannot complain and murmur about the vision. And the angel of the vision is supposed to supply you with the reward. Secondly, backbiting and creating jealousy over one another when their time has come. Another person's time might have been yesterday. Yours may be coming. Rejoice with that person. These two things he said to me. And when we came here this morning, as I said, as he said, he was going to come. I, when I was watching God, he entered the hall. That was my first time. When I was in the house, in the, uh, at the hotel, I was praying. It was more of a vision. But this time, I can describe him to you. And he said, the AAE, he was speaking very much about AAE. He had a scroll that had some names, many names. Surely her names was there because there were so many. And he said, and he gave me Isaiah 61, verse 2 and 3. Let me read from the Isaiah. Isaiah 6.1, verse 2 and 3. Okay, verse 3 and 4, rather. To appoint them, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they shall build the old ways. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. What, what it says, you shall build the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Which means, there is something you have to do that if you don't, generations to come will suffer. The second thing is, if you don't do it, he will take it away from you and give it to a different person. If you think I'm lying, ask Moses. Hello? And that was the first, that was the same thing I, I was like, are you sure? Removing from, I was remembering my heart, removing from someone I gave it to that person. That's why he brought me this story about Moses. Exodus chapter 32. Exodus 32. Is it 24 other? Exodus 24. Verse 1. 
And he said unto Moses, Come up unto the Lord, thou and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. So Moses had so much responsibility. The call was so heavy on him that Moses could literally take the people for them to see God. Let's continue reading. Verse 9. Then went up Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel. Verse 10. And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet as it were a paved work of a sapphire stone. And as it were the body of heaven in his clearness. And upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also, they saw God and did eat and drink. That scripture is as literal as that. When I was standing there, God took me into vision. And in the place, when I saw the sea of the, the floor, it was almost like transparent, almost like sapphire, the way it was being described. Then I saw some people sitting. What, when Moses took it, they were sitting like in a semicycle. God was in front. So, and the scripture says that, and God did not lay hand on them because he would have. Verse 9 says, Moses had taken blood and sprinkled upon them. It was that blood that saved them from being striked by God. But they sat and they ate with God. The call of Moses was that he, but he committed, he made a mistake. One. So if you think, the responsibility that God has given you cannot be shifted to another person. Think of Moses. How heavy his call was. When I discovered, when I found that scripture in the Bible, I was trembled. I trembled. Moses took 70 people plus the other three, that's about 74 of them, to the mountain. And they gave a little description of the sea of glass, that is the throne room of God, that it was as clear as sapphire, which means they were no longer on the mountain. They were no longer rocks that were, about, that were there. God had come to meet them. So, the responsibility you have, make sure you accomplish it. If not, God may take it from you and give it to another person. Because the next generation depends on you. Alumni, this is a season. And before I came for Assam, I was... Actually, I had a different message the whole time. This one was just this morning, which concerned alumni very much, to exalt you that God has not forgotten you. And one thing the angel said, that the seemingly division or distance between ACF and AAA will be no more. He is not in charge of ACF on one side and AAA on another side. 
He is in charge of the Afekam family. So God wants to do something new. Something that the next generation, speaking of the next generation, and as I said, the message I, I came with in Assam, so a few days ago, when I was, while in prayer, how many of us remember the word the national president gave in Kumba, 2017, that we were in a five-year period of preparation? So, when I was in that encounter, I had, I met this angelic being, and he was telling me some things about Cameroon. And then when I was about to leave, he said, by the way, tell them that in some years there will be a lot of scribe angels. I'll come and describe what scribe angels are. Then he said, then remind them of this season of preparation. Because it is their preparedness that will determine whether they take the baton for the next generation or not. There is a changing of God. The baton will pass from the last generation to this one. It will depend on how prepared you are to take the baton to run with. When you said the many scribe angels would be in awesome. Scribe angels are actually angels that note every prophetic word of your life. Every word that was declared in your life. Every message you received for yourself. Every declaration you made with your mouth. Every thought you think. Every nation you have. They write it. And the prophetic word that they write, they then take to heaven. And the, those prophetic words are God's potential for you. They don't happen automatically. You have to do something. Paul, speaking to Timothy, said, war, the good warfare, but the prophecy that were given to you. So, a lot of things have been noted. And, for the record, this assam, as many people have been talking about that, has been so unique in productivity has been so unique in quality. I was not there from day one. But when they said, when he said, scribe angels had to record, had to take down a lot of things concerning you back to heaven, then I knew that the content of Apecam this year and the National Bureau can witness about doing the preparation period and everything is really unprecedented productivity. And when these scribe angels get the messages back to heaven, it's depending, it's depending on your prayers, how much of the word you have to do a warfare concerning those prophetic words. And God will always make sure you receive help from your brother, from your sister. Angels will also come to help. Scribe angels are in the class of 
the messenger angels that is led by Gabriel. Archangel Gabriel leads the scribe angels, the messenger angels, the courier angels. The courier angels is another class in that category that bring gifts. When you ask for something and God has to give it to you, he sends your courier angel. He comes and gives and then leaves. Most of those angels, they don't waste time. They just come and deliver and leave. Even they come, especially in the church like that, if you are distracted, forget. You lose it. Let me say it again. When they come to give you The title of the book is Catch the Fire. And there's a story inside. A lady said she was sitting in church while the man of God was preaching, prophesying and giving the words. God opened her eyes and she saw angels coming with gifts. When he, when he prophesied, receive your healing. They will bring healing. Body parts for those that, knew, that needed new organs whatsoever. They will bring it. What you decide in your heart, whether those that receive it, they give it to them. Those that do not, it bounces off them. I read that, that was around 2007. I said, God, let this never happen to me. So, it's a new season. It's a new generation. God is lifting us to give us the baton to make sure the next generation. And the next generation is the generation that will experience the full manifestation of the seven spirits of God. You know, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 1, chapter 4, chapter 5, speaks about the seven spirits of God. It says, Upon the Lamb were seven horns and seven eyes, which were the seven spirits of God. Not something this is the catch. The seven spirits of God were revealed on the Lamb. Though the verse before that says, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed to open the seal. But the seven spirits were revealed on the Lamb. Which means loyalty, meekness, humility, and many others which are the qualities you will need. To give you, while I conclude, to give you um, an appetizer about the seven spirits of God. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 speaks of the seven spirits of God. And the last one he mentioned is the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. You know, there's a reason why they appear in pair. Spirits of wisdom and understanding. Even when Paul was quoting it in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, he still used the pair, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Let me, let me which of them? Maybe the spirit of uh, knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord helps you to know 
the protocol of heaven helps you to know the environment of heaven helps you to see what heaven looks like helps you to see what the ages past and the future look like they reveal to you the secrets of hidden places the treasures of darkness the spirits of knowledge. And once these are revealed to you, the fear of God or the reverence of God grips you. That's why in the Old Testament, when people were opportune to see the glory of God, they fell off because of that reverence. Once, when was that? About two months ago, I was in the office because as this uh, in the office I mainly meditate, study the word, and then I had two beings standing before me. They were supposed—I had to test the spirit. You know how to test the spirit. I hope you believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, died for mankind, went down to hell, defeated the devil, rose up, went to heaven, and is coming back. No matter which angelic being or whatsoever appears in front of you, if he doesn't pass that test, don't engage in a discussion. So when I tested the spirit, I said, okay, they were, they were genuine. They took me to a cave. It was more of a mountainous uh, ice, icy area. I later on discovered it was around Russia. In the cave, there were some materials, some books that have been written since before the flood have been hidden there, and they are taking charge of them. The believers, the children of God, with this spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, those knowledge, the wisdom will be revealed to you. When I went there, one of the books I saw was about creation. When I opened it, everything became like a 3D movie. You could see what happened. That is why I can confidently tell you that dinosaurs existed. And I can tell you what happened. God reveals the secrets to his kids. And when he reveals them to you, for the world. I hope you know I, told, I said, uh, was it last year or so, when I said in 2017 2017 January 3, I had a visit of an angel a high ranking angel, Uriel when he said to me that Enoch supervised the building of the pyramids I don't contest with any scientist that is their problem up to now that's confused of who built it Enoch. Supervised. And I was shocked when I went to the net to YouTube some months ago. There's actually a research that some rabbis have made that are some documentations that shows that maybe Enoch is the one that built the pyramid. And you can imagine what is hidden, the treasure that is hidden in those pyramids.
I just want to make you, give you an appetizer. You, have, you must desire the seven spirits of God. They can teach you every subject. When I say every subject, I mean everyone. Hello. I know the book of Revelation, speaking of the new Jerusalem, that comes down from heaven. The dimensions that are given. You know, the same length, width, height. So people always think it's a cube. It's not. I come on record to tell you today, it's a pyramid. Read it again. It's a pyramid. It has three levels in seven realms. You, oh boy. You must desire the seven spirits of God. And don't miss Glory Access 2019. In September, right? I'll be writing, I'll be doing writing very much about the seven spirits of God. Last year, I wrote about the three revelational gifts. How many people read it? It was in preparation for this because the, the gift of the Spirit are simply manifestations. They will, the seven spirits are actually beings you walk with. There's a man that lived in the 70s. He was walking with one of the angels of, the, of counsel and might. When the angel would tap him, they would disappear and appear somewhere else. Once he had to give a message to somebody in the UN, the angel tapped him, flashlight, he went. In front of the UN, entered. The security guard, but how did you enter? He said, you have to figure that out. He went and met the person and gave the word. It was surely a painful word. The man was angry. God guilty. How did this man come here? When, as the man was going through the corridor, the angel tapped him, they disappeared. A journalist later on wrote in a newspaper that an invisible man appeared and disappeared in the UN. There is somebody on earth now that his mission hi, they went wrong, is to accompany people to heaven, people who have died. Maybe his relatives, his friends, they want to, I will have to go to and be with the Lord. Then you come and tell him, please, this is another person, so we have to go and accompany him. He actually goes and stands. When the person's spirit leaves, he takes the person's spirit to heaven, accompany, leaves the person in the mansion and come back. The only reason why we know the story is because there was a man of God that interceded for somebody that had to die. It was certain the person had to die. The man of God interceded and had the conversation with Jesus that Jesus, this man cannot live. At the end, the man survived. So the man was like, I had an appointment to accompany somebody in heaven. What happened? Then you can tell that that man of God, he canceled the whole thing. <laughs> Hello? I don't know why I always speak very much about things of the spirit. I bet you I didn't bargain for this when, God, <laughs> when I was on campus. All I know is that in 2003, when I knew I was called into the ministry, I really, through some other means, confirmations from some elders, and I, had, I knew I was called. Then my prayer topic, 
oh God, you have called me. You have to use me. Oh God, you have called me. You have called me. You have to use me. When I was praying in my room, Jesus came. He said, I have called you. Has it not become a problem? <laughs> John 15. I called you. You didn't call yourself. I said, ah. <laughs> that relaxes the whole thing now. So, why would I be myself? But if I knew that this was part of it, uh, nobody prayed that prayer. Because actually, at times, very painful. When believers are praying for somebody, and God tells you that person is going to die. And you are in the same meeting with those that are praying. I remember the story of us, you know, a sister soul and I was in Living Word. When she, she made an accident in Dwala, the church had to mobilize to pray for her to resurrect. We know the story, right? I came back from work to meet them in the hospital. When I entered my, my room, in a vision, I saw Solian. I said, but I'm happy where I am. I called Melissa. I don't know, Melissa and Pascal. I said, I know they come again. This is what I have, I've received. They said, call that the PA. Say, who, me? <laughs> so, some, I told you one. I talk and so the church could be saying she died young, this and that, but she's actually doing something very splendid in heaven. Maybe I'll reveal that in Assam 2020. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. Please. 